I want to turn your attention real quickly because I don't have but 30 minutes. Psalms 100, and I'll read about four or five verses there, and then Hebrews 13, 15, and then 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Verse 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Everybody say, be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God once a year, ever so often, continually, that is the fruit of our lips, grappling, giving thanks to his name. First Thessalonians 5:18, in everything complain. In everything, bellyache. In everything gripe, in everything find fault, in everything be negative. Y'all just keep correcting me. Who's doing it? Is that you, Brother Hannah? Just keep correcting me back there because it's not right. But in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, I'm teaching this morning from this subject. It's not deep. You will not pass out with awe. It's just simply giving thanks. I turn thanksgiving around. Instead of thanksgiving, it's giving thanks. You know, the Thanksgiving holidays that comes and goes so quickly I remember a few years ago they came out with Black Friday and people panicked. They actually had fights because they were getting good deals. And uh, Sister Darla told me the other day that she actually saw people pushing and shoving and fighting, uh, trying to get a product. And they call that Black Friday. Well, I uh, read this weekend they're not calling it Black Friday more. They're calling it Black Friday weekend. Probably next year it's going to be Black Friday week. Maybe another year or two be Black Friday month. And then Black Friday year. Maybe even Black Friday century. All that is is a gimmick to get people to come in and buy more products. And you can buy some good deals. You ask Sister Darla if you want to know about good deals. Uh, she makes some good deals. I I didn't know this, that they've been doing this. Gary and Darla buy 
two vacuum cleaners every year for the church on Black Friday weekend and donate them to the church. Did you do it again this year? You did. Well, let's give them a hand. Thank you, Gary, Darla, uh, for your, and I told them, I said, well, are you getting reimbursed on that? And they said, no, we're just, we're just doing it because we want to give to the church. And I appreciate that. I think it's great that we set aside a day every year to remember how America started. I am proud to be an American. I quit. I'm not even going to teach. If I don't get any more response than that, if I don't get any more amens than that, I quit. I said, I'm glad. I'm proud to be an American. I'm thankful for the sacrifices that a lot of people made so that we could have a nation built on, and it, it's, it's very important that we understand we have freedom of speech, freedom of press, and freedom of religion, and that is not found everywhere in the world. And please help me, God, not to take that for granted. Help me not to just look at my freedoms and take it casually. But Thanksgiving is not just a holiday. Thanksgiving is something that we should be doing every day of our lives. Charles Dickens said that we're mixed up in America. He suggested that instead of having one Thanksgiving day each year, we should have 364 Thanksgiving days and use that one day of the year for complaining and griping. Use the other 364 days of giving God praise and honor and blessing because we ought to be thankful. Amen. Throughout history, much has been written about happiness and contentment. Someone wrote, half the world is unhappy because it can't have the things that are making the other half of the world unhappy. In his book, Jumping Hurdles, Hitting Glitches, and Overcoming Setbacks, Steve Brown wrote, The most unhappy person in the world is not someone who didn't get what he or she wanted. The most unhappy person in the world is the one who got what he or she wanted and then they found out it wasn't as wonderful as they expected it to be. The secret of a happy life is not to get what you want, but to live with what you've got and be happy and be thankful with what God's already given us. Woo! I'm starting to feel good about this today. Most of us spend our lives concentrating on what we don't have instead of thanking God for what we do have. Can you say amen to that? We're all guilty of that. We've got so much to be thankful for, but yet we just keep wanting something else that we don't have. You watch teenagers. They're some of the most miserable people in the world, teenagers, because they see all the gadgets that all their friends get and some of them are wealthy, and they have the money, and their moms and dads buy them anything they want, and the rest of them go, oh, if I just get that, I'll be happy. But it doesn't happen that way. 
If we're not careful, we wake up and our life is over and we miss the beauty of now, the present, this moment. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. I'll rejoice in this day. The Lord made it. We often find ourselves prompting our children to say thank you whenever they're offered a maybe a good deed, a treat, or an adult helps them out. And we find ourselves saying, now, what do you say? We want our children to be respectful and use good manners, which is why we teach them to say thank you. But I wonder if in our attempt to produce properly mannered children, we actually overlook the thankfulness within thank you. Do we bring our children to a place where thankfulness is more than polite, but a recognizable part of their lives? Is it something that they have become? Are they really thankful, or are they just obeying us? A few years ago, Peanuts cartoon pictured Charlie Brown bringing out Snoopy's dinner on Thanksgiving Day. But it was just his usual dog food in a bowl. Snoopy took one look at the dog food and he said, This isn't fair. The rest of the world is eating turkey with all the trimmings and all I get is dog food. Because I'm just a dog. All I get is dog food. He stood there and stared at his dog food for a moment. And he said, well, I guess it could be worse. I could be a turkey. <laughs> there was very little joy in Snoopy's thankfulness. For his thankfulness was based on a comparison. His thankfulness was based on the fact that he was better off than the turkey was. Therein lies a lesson in that when we're down in the dumps and full of compliments because life or complaints, full of complaints because life isn't fair, we should recognize that there are so many other people worse off than we are. We should stop complaining because when it comes to our thankfulness, the basis should never be, oh my, I'm thankful that I'm not like them. I'm so thankful I don't have to live like they live. Thankfulness is much more than a comparison of our own situation to someone else's. You got to get that. Now, if you don't, you're going to miss the whole point of this lesson. Thankfulness is much more than comparison of our situation with someone else's. Regardless of what my situation is, I should learn to be thankful. Because I'm telling you, I have found out in this world if you'll be thankful and give God some glory, God will change your situation. It's not going to stay the, the same. It'll get better if you'll just hang on a little and help God. Don't sit around and wait on God. Get busy doing something yourself. 
Boy, that's good teaching. Thankfulness is much more than a comparison. Thankfulness is much more than having enough food to eat, a nice warm home to live in, good health, financial security, because each of those circumstances can be taken from us instantly. Thankfulness is a state of being. It's a way of life. And we usually fail to live in a state of thankfulness because we take it for granted. We have become so accustomed to our blessings that they fail to excite us and generate thankfulness. You know, when we first get something, how excited we are. How many of you ever got a new car? All right. How excited you were and how protective you were over that car. You would find for a, you would look for a, a wide spot so you wouldn't get any door dings. You protected that thing. And then now you get in it and it's dirty and it's full of trash. And you just take the best parking place the quickest you can get because you get used to it. I think maybe we get used to having so much that we forget to really be thankful. We have become accustomed. And Emerson said that if the stars came out only once a year, he said everybody would stay up all night just to see the stars. I thought about that when I read that. He's probably telling the truth there. We have seen the stars so often that we don't bother to even look at them anymore. In like manner, we have grown accustomed to our blessings. And quite frankly, we have become spoiled. And you have to give me an amen on that. We're all spoiled. We have so much to eat, so much to be thankful for. The story is told of a poor man who was given a loaf of bread. He thanked the baker, but the baker said, Oh, don't thank me. Thank the miller who made the flour. So he went and found the miller, and he thanked him. The miller said, Oh, don't thank me. Thank the farmer who planted the wheat. So he found the farmer and he thanked him, but the farmer said, oh, don't thank me. Thank the Lord. He gave the sunshine, the rain, the fertility to the soil, and that's why you have that bread that you're eating. Regardless of how sophisticated and advanced we may be scientifically, we still cannot create, we still cannot make one kernel of corn or wheat. God is the creator and we are the enjoyers. Can you say amen? That has to come from God and we need to remember to be thankful every day of our lives. When we say thank you, we're saying in effect that we are not self-sufficient. Giving thanks curbs our ego and brings us down to size. It is a reminder that while capable and responsible, we are needy and dependent. 
genuine thanksgiving will improve our perspective about ourselves by helping us keep ourselves in perspective. When we say thank you, we are remembering that we did not get all that we have by ourselves. Even though we growl and hate to get up when the alarm rings each morning, thank you, Lord, that we can hear the alarm clock and have the strength to rise and thou are those who are deaf and bedfast. Even though the first hour of our day is hectic when the socks are lost, toast is burned, tempers are short, thank you, Lord, for my family. There are many who are lonely and have no family. Even though our breakfast table never looks like the pictures in ladies' magazines, thank you, Lord, for the food that we have. There are many who are literally hungry and starving. Even though the routine of my job is monotonous, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to work. There are many who have no employment. How many of you have had a period of time in your life when you did not have a job? You were fired or laid off or something. Don't forget that time when you're griping about your job and having to go to work. Don't forget when you didn't have one. Even though we grumble and bemoan our fate from day to day and wish our modest circumstances were not quite so modest, I just want to thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Having counted our blessings, expressing thanks for them helps to keep us from developing a desire for more and more in which we are covetous instead of content. The word thank and the word think are from the same root word, and this is no accident. The two words have much in, com in common. Thankfulness grows out of thoughtfulness. Our focus on giving thanks should cause each of us to think carefully about all that God has done for us. The day before Thanksgiving, an elderly man and woman in Phoenix, Arizona, were wondering if their children were coming home for Thanksgiving. The man got on the telephone, he called his son in New York, and he said, I hate to ruin your day, son, but I have to tell you that your mother and I are getting a divorce. Forty-five years of misery is enough for me. We're sick of each other, and so you just call your sister in Chicago, and you tell her what I said. Frantically, the son called the sister, who explained on the phone, they're not getting divorced, she shouted. I'll take care of this. Hang on. She called Phoenix immediately and said to her father, you are not getting a divorce. Don't do a single thing until I get there. I'm calling my brother back, and we'll both be there tomorrow. 
Until then, Dad, don't do a thing. Do, do you hear me, Daddy? The man hung up the phone, turned his wife with a smile on his face, said, Honey, the kids will be coming home for Thanksgiving this year, and they're paying for their own flights. What a way to celebrate Thanksgiving. You can be thankful in anything, can't you? <laughs> Dr. Dell Robbins writes, I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. But I have come to realize they have problems because they complain. Complaining doesn't change anything or make any situations better. Now you think about what I just said. It doesn't make a bit of difference when you complain. It doesn't make you any better at all. It doesn't change anything. <clears throat> it amplifies, frustrates, and spreads discontent and discord and can invoke an invitation for the devil to cause havoc with our lives. Complaining makes us miserable. Psalm 77.3, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Philippians 2.13, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God, without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. A positive thinking person or thankful person is a great witness in our world. We only shine when we're thankful. You're not going to ever get anybody to church by complaining. I promise you, it will never work. And you will not win your family to God if you just complain all the time. Our light shines for the Lord when we are thankful, when we live it and express it. Instead of looking at the negatives in our lives and complaining, we must look at the positives in our lives and give thanks for it. We suffer in America from a disease called affluenza. It's a virus of affluency and prosperity. There are millions of examples to which we could point to prove that wealth, prosperity, and material things do not satisfy. They only create a desire in us for more. You want to you wanna be miserable? You think about yourself only. You think about what you can get for you. But if you really want a blessing, if you want a good old heartfelt feeling of love and compassion, you start giving to somebody else. And it doesn't have to be a $1,000. It might just be a widow that you could walk up and just stick a $20 bill in her purse and she not even know who did it 
and you get no credit for it or no honor. It might be going to a toy drive or a food drive and donating and giving to that cause and walking away. It may just buying, be buying some gas for somebody that you know is going through a struggle. Just take a look at the stars of television and movie fame. How many of them are addicted to alcohol and drugs? They have it all. And yet, they're empty. Deep down inside of them, they are still trying to feel that emptiness. There's a hunger they cannot satisfy and a thirst they cannot quench. And they don't know where to find it. And they'll never find it unless some of us quit complaining and start magnifying God and letting our light shine so that we can influence other people. I feel that there are basically four levels of thankfulness. Being thankful, number one, for what you have right now. Number two, being thankful when you're blessed. Number three, being thankful for blessings yet to come, and number four, being thankful in the midst of difficulty. Think about with me for a few minutes of the first people that came to America on the Mayflower and started a colony and started building America. Think about everything they did. Everything they did was hard and time-consuming. These people had to raise their own crops. They didn't have tractors and the implements that we have today. They had to cook their own food, kill their own meat, and cure it and prepare it. They had to cut and store the wood for the cook stove. They had to cut the hay by hand and store it for the livestock. They had no gas or electric stoves and ovens. They had no microwaves for quick cooking and heating. They had no running water for cleanup. No hot water heaters. No dishwashers. No non-stick pots and pans. No electric lights. No central air conditioning and heating. No indoor bathrooms. No heated water for their baths. No electric washers and dryers. No refrigerators to store their food. No freezers or ice machines. No vacuum cleaners or switchers. No electric hair dryers. No manicures and pedicures. No disposable diapers, no cars, no trucks, no paved roads, no Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, no Starbucks, no TV or radio, no computers, no internets, no Google, no cell phones, no Facebook. And most of all, no Walmart. Is anybody starting to feel thankful yet? I'm telling you, if you're not thankful, you need to be. 
You just get to thinking about how hard it was just to survive in the early days of America. And today we got so much. We got so much. And yet we still find ourselves feeling sorry for ourselves. Complaining and grappling and belly aching and being negative. I'm going to tell you something. God just doesn't understand that. When we're so blessed, you think about it. Just look at your pastor. I mean, why would you gripe having me as your pastor? Look at your pastor's wife. Y'all are some of the most best people in the whole wide world. And sit around gripe and complain and bellyache. We are to spank ourselves. I said we ought to just spank ourselves. Say bad, bad, bad. You just been so bad because we haven't been thankful. I want our church to be thankful. I want us to be mindful. This is not just a holiday I'm talking about. This is a lifestyle. Being thankful is something we should be doing every day. You say, well, you don't know my living conditions. Well, you want to go back and change? Think about when the snow fell and would stay for months and months. And the only warmth they had was because they got off their hide. They got off of, the, of the, feeling sorry for themselves and they got out the saws and the axes and they cut out wood and they slid it, uh, loaded it up and slid it up with a horse and dropped it off and stacked it up outside their house. They would not have survived through the winter if they had not been busy. And I think Possibly one of the reasons we're not thankful is because we got it really too easy. We have it so easy. We're not having to work. We're not having to spend all that time preparing just to have a meal. And folks, they didn't, they didn't just have to cook a meal. They had to go kill it if they wanted meat. They had to grow it if they wanted crops. They had to can it because just because they grew it, it didn't it didn't stay uh, good. It rotted if you didn't know how to can it, put it up. Then you had to preserve it. You had to put it in a place where it wouldn't spoil. You think everything they did was hard. The hardest thing we have to do is start our car and drive to Walmart and push that cart and. Just fill it up with groceries. And oh me, poor old me, I had to go home and unload groceries for 15 minutes. I had to go sit down in, in my recliner and take a nap. I was so wore out. Help us, Lord, to be thankful. We are blessed. God bless you.